0: Chinese versus pretenders I'm your host Joe Human, and I'm happy to be back man it's been three months of not recording and I've listened to everyone's like cries especially on Twitter you guys were having me look I've been I wouldn't say I've been busy I guess I've just been really working and I'm very intuitive with everything I do so everything needs to feel right and I'm happy to be back you know, it feels really good. I'm chilling with someone very cool, someone very interesting. Known him for a very long time. He runs an amazing brand. Um, and we're going to have a chill conversation. Like, he was chatting to me and telling me, Ah, dude, what are you, why do we want to talk about? Like, what are the questions? I'm like, "There's no questions, Teppo. This is just a conversation between hey bro, like before two we're, creators. I told
1: you yesterday, bro, <laughs> send me the questions so that, like, I don't mess this whole thing up
0: it's fine you can mess it up can i swear like yeah you can cuss, bro you 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 can definitely cuss. i mean
1: my my english is not that good so like that's all right run out of words that's all right
0: okay cool tapo the gin maker is in the house well we can call this a house
1: it is a house bro
0: cool
1: dude like today i was in church Uh uh-huh and so so now that we've expanded our studio i have to like give all the rooms within the space
0: a name a name so what are you going to name them?
1: So, so for a very long time, like my, my ethos or my drive was based on the first three or the first law which God gave unto man, mm. which is create, mm. multiply, and dominate. So the first studio, the first space in the in, the, in our home mm. will be called the creation space. Um, that's where you get in, you pick a fabric pick your buttons, we measure you up, we create the pair of jeans with us. And this here where we're sitting is a multiplication studio, mm-hmm. where we're basically going to multiply or create, or ma- actually making the actual item mm. from the creation to the multiplication, and the other space is a brand experience where we're going to have a bar, um, a nice studio, and, and, you know, you can come chill with us while your jeans is getting made, you know, have a drink that's with cool. us, and that's a domination space. space.
0: How important is creating experiences for your customers when you're building a brand? Um, I, think, I think nothing is new under
1: the sun. Nothing is, nothing is new, nothing is different. Dude. like we, we can't lie to, us, to anyone, Joe you know. True. What you're doing, anyone can do it. Basically. Mm. But like, why do people have to go to Joe as opposed to Utando or whoever is out there making um, who's a podcaster or who's a... What do you do, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of things. We'll get into Who's, that. who's a brand? Who's, you know, um, 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 and a jean is a jean is a jean. We know that. Everybody can make a pair. Of, not everybody can make a pair of jeans, mm. but like, you can find a pair of jeans almost anywhere. But like, what makes a type of gene quite ex- different from the others, what separates us from the others, what's our value proposition. And I think for me, one thing that I've learned over the past couple of years um, is the fact that you have to create an experience. Mm. You know, experiences, that's what people live for. People live for moments, people live for experiences. Um, when you get paid, the first thing that comes to mind, you just want to buy yourself an experience. True. Because you've been working so hard so you just want to buy yourself that experience so for me i feel like a brand is a story well told first and foremost but also the experience that comes with it mm. you know why does it make? why is she, i think the price has to make sense with the experience too you go to any premium brand the experience that you get there the fact that you can sit and have a conversation with the salespeople and understanding what the product is who the product is and why is the product being made, um, it, it, it's quite key. So when you're building a brand the experience, I think it's one of the most important things that like put probably 15 or 40% to your price, you know, um, and, and that has been quite key. And the reason why I also selected Victoria Yards as a place where we house Temple the Gene Maker it's because of the experience that you find this place. The neighborhood around is mm. not quite the, the most nicest neighborhood. When you drive here, you're like, oh, "Yo, exactly. what's happening?" You know. And then when you it's get, quite rough and it's grungy quite r- mm. and grungy and you know and, and scary sometimes to some people. But like when you get inside here, you kind of feel safe. It's a precinct. It, it's you know it, it's you feel like you're outside of Joburg, but you're in Joburg, mm. and you feel a bit safe. You feel like you're at home. Surrounded by different art makers, for instance, I, I'm forced to be very creative in here because I'm surrounded by a whole lot of winners. Mm. You know, I'm surrounded by a gallery that houses like quite expensive um, um, artists and like artists who've made it from wherever, from all over around the world. And, uh, and I'm a blessing here. There's a guy who borrows glass. There's a guy who makes who works with leather. The ceramic person, and everybody is like on the world. Standard. Everyone is on a world level, you know. It's, it's 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 so for me, I'm kind of forced to be to create something that's different, and I'm always inspired. You know, mm. you wait, you leave the place, you, you you walk outside, you see there's a garden, there's there's trees. You can breathe, you can think, you can have time to think. You know, and that's I think as a creative and and as an entrepreneur is quite key. Not to be in a place where you are easily influenced by a whole lot of things, but like you're influenced by nature. Mm. And there's nothing that's most beautiful mm. than to be
0: inspired by nature.
1: I don't know why I'm what I'm saying, like I feel like I'm talking a lot. <laughs> no, What's it is, happening it is, here, Joe? It's it <laughs> <laughs> it really interesting
0: just seeing you dive into your brand. Um, but before we really get into that and sort of like how you've been building it and what really um gets you ticking, we want to know about Utepo, like you know, there's people listening to this and they don't know who Tepo is, you know, what is your background, who you are, and how you've sort of got into the retail space and you've been able to start creating something that you visualize and you, mm-hmm. like, you know, had an inception about. So I want to dive into that. Who is Tepo? Like, where are your origins? You know, where do you come from? Um, how did you get into the space? Yeah, uh, so
1: so Tepo is a young 27-year-old something, Twenty something year old <laughs> dude. You already <laughs> said it. <laughs> <laughs> um and I think for me, like I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a creative, I'm a I'm a fighter. I am a a son to a very amazing woman. I am a grandchild to an amazing grandwoman. woman. Mm. And 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 I was raised by, by women all my life. Um in 1998 my parents separated when we were staying in Davidton and we were forced to move in our grandmother's house and I think like I was so, like when my dad and my mom divorced I think it was one of the worst things for me to ever experience cuz I was so close to the sky you mm-hmm. know and now all of a sudden it's gone and like my whole world literally just changed and and I had to find myself in the world Did it mean, change because of the influence your dad had on you? Um, it, it changed because like it didn't make sense the world didn't make sense at all to me it's like you know this guy was here and now he's gone like mm. no one no one is saying anything you know like we had my granny's house it's called you know but like where's <laughs> like this guy yeah where's this guy you know it didn't make sense for a very long time and I think that led to me being a loner um, being my sister and I like we very quiet kind of close and it led to us being like very loners and, and people were stuck in our own corners like it was very quiet when I was growing up. To like, it, I'd disappear in a room. Yeah. I'd disappear in school, like, just like I just disappear, you know. And and that was me growing up, you know. And and I think being raised by by a strong woman who kind of wanted to build something in me, you know. My grandmother is a person who I think she's an anchor in my life. She's an anchor in in my brand. She's an anchor in my creation. She's an anchor in the person that. I kind of am today, you know. Um, thinking about it today is that if it wasn't for influence, I wouldn't have been the man I am today. If it wasn't for her, for her prayers as well, I wouldn't be the guy I am today. Um always said to me, it's a boy a gentleman and always need to dress like one. she always be a person who's like, would encourage us, would pray for us, would sit with us and try as much as possible to make us feel at home. Mm. try as much as possible to feel loved, try as much as possible to make us forget about our reality. And uh, my grand is a storyteller, and I think for a very long time I was kinda, um, I really wanted to emulate her, I really wanted to copy her, her, her ability to just jump on stage and speak to thousands of people and just captivate an audience with just stories. For me, that was like an unbelievable thing to see and seeing how people get healed by just hearing stories, and for me, I just it was my first um, it was one of the most um, powerful things. It was one of the most it's one of those things that kind of taught me that um, if if you want to be anything in this world, you have to be a public servant. That's me first and foremost, I'm a public servant mm. because I was raised by public servants, mm. you know my um, house inlini a. Our gates were always open. We never locked the house. I um, definitely know what that is like. <laughs> 2 a.m. in the morning when <clears throat> Joe and his wife are fighting, you're going to call Magrisa or you come at home. Mm. And Magrisa has to step out, put in the, a face, and make sure that he, he, she comes up to meet Joe's, um, and try help Joe, you know, and listen to Joe. Sometimes it's like people just came to tell, tell their stories and just... have somebody who's gonna listen to them and that's it you know so for me i feel like that's that's my that's my 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 upbringing that's um my um inspiration that's where i got to learn a lot about myself growing up i remember i went to to Mm. and like you'd spend like 20 minutes in the kitchen making the tea so that you can hear the stories so that you can hear why this guy here. And like there's been different people that my granny serves, you know, like from the very rich guy to a very poor person. And one thing that I really love is the fact that she was able to speak to everyone on the same level. Mm. She never had levels of people. And that's one thing that I kind of took from her is that from, I can sit down with a billionaire, the same I can sit down with a guy who doesn't have a job, who lives on the street. And that's I think for anybody else as well it's a skill that i have and that has been translated to the brand what to my brand mm. which i've established today come from a gas a small township in the far east of johannesburg called takane um uh, that's the dingy dangerous a place of no hope but um i say with pride because it's a place that gave back to me mm. if i didn't have that background i wouldn't have been here today it gave me my story
0: you where, know where where was that shift you know because I know for me, I mean, I was—I I always say that I was forced into entrepreneurship. Yeah. Because, you know, when I had to drop out of school, um, at that time, entrepreneurship was not a conversation that people were having on the streets yeah, yeah, yeah. or you, you are having at home. Yeah. You, you know, we were so conditioned to yeah. to having to go through school, get a degree, yeah, yeah, uh, you, you know, get into corporate or find yeah. a job and then work you, you, your own life, right? And when I had to drop out, For me, that was the shift because I was like, shit, I'm on my own. Now I have to make it without, you know, having a degree. So for you, I mean, with with the influence that um, your background and your city and your town gave you and your grandmother and your mom being there for you, when was that shift? Like what happened for you to start visualizing this dream of building Temple the Gin Maker? I think for me, like
1: um, I've always visualized it from a young age. Um the fact that my dad was gone, it was like, okay, cool, to tell you on your own nigga. Mm. You gotta be a man. Um, but how do you do that? I'm only eight years old. And uh so my mom was a domestic worker, so she earned a thousand five hundred a month. And like I was asking her, I had a conversation with her, I was like, yo, dude, like how do you raise us on a thousand five hundred rands? Mom's are amazing, bro. You know, cause like a thousand five low <laughs> <laughs> You know <laughs> on nothing sure. and and I think for me it started there because I saw my mom hustling so hard that she every morning she leave the house at 4 a.m, comes back at six, seven, eight, huh. every day, consistently. Sometimes she'd get at home like about 10, 11, 12 because trains were not working. Um, and so that was my, that's for me was like that first, um, that was the first entry, that was, that was a shift in my life that I really had to do something. I really had to create something. Um, I remember in grade five, grade four, I, 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 my mom gave me 30 bucks, went to go, go bike, went to the shop, to, to a party, went to a party shop and uh, bought a pack of sweets on my breads. And uh, I bought like a pack, one pack. And from there, because the bank, i So I bought that pack, started selling sweets in class. The business grew. Real quick, you know, I was selling every day, every day after school. Mm-hmm. I'd go out, buy another pack. Started buying two packs. You know, the business is growing, man. And I, was, I started having money on my own. But it grew so fast that like I got bankrupt real quick. You know, because <laughs> I was giving away like stuff on credit. You know, like <laughs> like, <laughs> like I won't buy a will I would so come to you. Uh, Belunga, yeah. Suite, it's always the and, and yeah. the <laughs> Don't guys talk sweet, you know, and like you know, and you give it to them, and then people don't pay you, and Mm. there's still people who still owe me till today. Um, (laughs) I still have the list. (laughs) Um, but I think for me, the spirit of hustling started from there is that I had to sell something in order to make something Mm. and um, stay at my grand granny's house. We're not also
0: given money. Do you think that's that's a flaw that we as young people have because? Mm. A lot of us are dependent on being given shit. We don't think and we don't um, perceive that. Hey, actually, for me to be in a specific space, I actually need to put the freaking work in.
1: Yeah, I think also like entrepreneurship from it, it. It comes from you can't be an entrepreneur if you're not angry. Entrepreneurs True. are born from anger. True. You know. Um, so for me, like growing up, I've always wanted to fill up the fridge. That was the biggest dream, and it was with all my peers, who mm-hmm. fridge, there's ultra there's coke, there's your kid, it must be nice, you know? And and so that was that was the dream, dude. It's like, and how do you do it? You know, and when you look when you watch watch on T V, the guys who are doing it are entrepreneurs. It's a guy who like did made a pen, sold it. Yeah. Or bought bought a pack of pen, sold them. But 10, and then grew, 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 grew. So for me, it was always that I was inspired by those kind of stories because they made much more sense to me. And those are stories that like, because I was so exposed to people coming to my granny's house, like Amaki like gangsters, to, to average dudes who are still selling out. I was exposed to the entrepreneurship world on the, almost on a daily basis, mm. you know, because my gran was forced to have conversations with these people consistently. My granddad, who I hardly talk about, um, he was a construction worker you know and my granny was always home and Mkulam was always out so he'd come back make a hundred thousand from mm. this one job bring in the money give it to my grand and then my grand distributes the funds mm. and that's how my granddad like that's how the family survived because we know he's gonna make hundred thousand for the next six months he's out of work <laughs> <laughs> you know and he's still hustling so it's it's i've always seen that it's always been close to me but the shift it came when I went to after um, and to study film, and I realized that I'm in the wrong class, and I have to study fashion design because I love fashion so mm-hmm. much. I went to
0: study fashion, couldn't complete because um, due to financial. Just pause there. How how does one understand that I'm actually in the wrong space, and this is really my passion? Cause, Every, everything cause, around you says it. Because a lot of us, yeah, a lot of us um, have different skills and and stuff like, I mean, I can play the piano, I can dance, I can do so many things. But I'm in the specific industry. I'm in design, yeah you know, and a lot happened for me to find that space. But for you, like, what was it? What was the process in realizing, hey, this is actually where I need to be?
1: The process was I always found myself at Fashion Weeks. I always found myself googling fashion, the latest Mm -hmm. fashion, the latest fabrics. I don't know. I'm studying filmmaking, dog. I'm supposed to be watching movies. I am not. I'm just busy with fashion and everybody around me was just saying, dude, you're not supposed to be here. Mm. You know, and everything around you says it. You know, I'm go to school, I drag my feet. Um, I don't want to wake up in the morning. Ah, uh, fuck, what's David Lally doing now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's basically what was happening in my life. That's when I realized I'm in the wrong space and luckily I was surrounded by people who were... Um, I think I was surrounded by the right support structure from a friendship perspective. Um, I had friends who were like, "Do just do you, bro. Like yeah. we all can see, Boguti, you don't want to be there. Just go do you." So I left that when she study fashion design, and I think for me, because I couldn't, I couldn't complete my my studies, but like it was a, one of the biggest blessings in my world, in my life. It changed my life completely as much as I struggle for a very long time, but it gave me, I, I kind of learned um, who I am. Mm. I learned my character. I got to learn who I am as a person. I get to learn who I am as an entrepreneur. I get to learn who I am as a community member, as a public servant. Um, I got to understand what my purpose is in life. I got to be um, to a point where I, I got to realize my, my potential, what's my potential, what's my... What's my purpose in life, I think, without purpose, nothing in life makes sense. If mm-hmm. you wake up in the morning and you have no purpose, life is not worth living, you, you know. know? I've been if tweeting,
0: na- yeah, um, <clears throat> that it's very tricky to not be able to question why you do what you do, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I think for me, also, purpose has been the back to the drawing board type yeah. of thing, you know. It's 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 the foundation to everything. Purpose is, is everything, man. Like it's it's what business people
1: call it vision, mm. you know. Um, and 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 I think for like, in, I was raised as a public servant, and that's what I always wanted to do. Is how do I how do I impact someone's life? How do I grow people? How do I make sure? How do I create careers, how do I um, give people jobs? That's, that's my purpose, like I have to serve the public. And everything around you here now, it's built by that. Mm-hmm. It's built on that foundation of serving the community. Um, what I love about Victoria is that the ethos or the values is you can't be here if you're not growing the community around. It looks like it, it is a fucked up community if you look around people live by 10 in Liningaga, mm. in Nani. And, and that's what's happening in the neighborhood. And as a, and the, the visionaries or the guys who are developing the space came together and said, how do we build a premium space, but which is inclusive, which also makes the people from around the area eat and not scare them away or start creating a mini Santin. Mm. You know, how do you build that? And it's just by finding the right brands, finding the right entrepreneurs with the same mentality, who understand or who have the same drive. And that's how I ended here. And most of my employees, 80, 90% of my employees, they walk to work. You know? That's dope. It's, my picture is treasending. They come here. Mm. It's open for them. They love it. Like some some, some of the guys don't want to even go home. <laughs> they just want to stay here and like, be busy, mm. you know? And for me, like, that's me living my purpose. And me being very honest and true to myself and to my purpose and listening to my purpose has given me the opportunity to grow a brand that a whole lot of people can associate themselves with. When I started three, four, four years, five years ago, it didn't make sense to a whole lot of people. Who oh, you gonna put your name on jeans? It didn't make sense, but I had a vision. I saw it, you know, and once you see it, mm. then you, then you, then you start, you just start doing it. You start acting. I mean, for me, I've I've already seen the end. I know what the mm. end is looking like. Mm. You know, so I'm in a process, and the end is a beautiful place. Um, Christians call it heaven.
0: so key you know a lot of a lot of the stuff you've been saying um has been resonating with me because i tweeted i'm done with 2020 (laughs) i'm done and people were like ah dude like you, we know the end from the beginning yeah you know and it's about having vision and having purpose we were having a chat offline just now and we were chatting about how we've both built our businesses from social media. Yeah. And now we're trying to bring it back into reality. reality. <laughs> you know? Um, how how have you used the digital space to actually storytell and grow your narrative and speak to the right people to relate to your brand? Excuse me. I think for me, like um it has been
1: a mixture of two things. You know, social media it's it's free marketing first and foremost. you can put out anything you want you have whatever you do it has to be done by intention you know if you're using it to make money um, you need to communicate that to people and start creating a following and the nice thing is we're living in a world of hashtags so um, with just a hashtag anyone from around the world can can find me you know if I hashtag jeans anyone around the world is gonna find me you know and that's the most beautiful thing about the digital world that it gives you a platform to create and find people who like the same things as you and that's how I use social media just to communicate what I do how I do it why I do it and hopefully someday this thing is going to grow and slowly but surely it grew you know it grew to place to even like to people that I've never ever thought in my life I'll have connections with mm. you know um sometimes I look back like when I'm sitting alone, I'm like, yo, you know, like I've hosted so many wealthy people, I've hosted so many famous people, I've hosted so many these are things that I've only dreamt of. And through the power of social media and um and that's that's how I've grown the brand. Bring it to the real world was me finding a base. Me finding the base that speaks to what I'm what I'm trying to build. You know, and this base was is the best place I've ever found. The brand wouldn't make sense if I put in a so- sentence. It had to be in a space where it feels real. Mm. You know, when you drive here, you you, f- you, you understand yeah. I'm in the real world right yeah. now. <laughs> Anything can happen, uh. you know? But like when you get in here, it's like, whoa, it's beautiful, it's a discovery, you discover this brand. You know, for, whole, for so many people, they've discovered their brand through this area. And, and that's how I started bringing the brand from just being on the social platforms to to the real world. It's hard, you know, it's how do you um, translate what you've created mm. online to- I mean, it looks
0: beautiful, it looks dreamy. It, it looks, looks dreamy, mm. yeah,
1: you know, um, pictures are lies pictures lie. light. Dog. Until you have to bring it to reality, mm. It's something else and managing reality, overheads, employees, salaries, all of that. And it's Social execution. M- yeah, execution, dog. Social media is easy, dog. It's very easy. It's easy. Like I'm shooting for my edits. I twenty.
0: It done. looks like I'm done. I look good. How have you dealt with with influence? <clears throat> you know? because um, look, we we start businesses, um, they blow up, you know, people jump onto them. I mean, you, you're just saying you've hosted famous people, you've hosted wealthy people. And this is all different types of influence, right? And if I look at your social media numbers, they're quite high, you know? Those are people that are <clears throat> constantly have eyes on your brand. How have you dealt with that? Because a lot of us, I mean, we know where when we started, yeah. a lot of us got into the space our social media numbers grow. We became influencers in inverted commas, mm. um, and we lost the plot because mm-hmm. the fame was now the <laughs> yeah the drive yeah. So for you me, know, like, how, how have you dealt with that? I think
1: for me, to like, it's, it's it's always been about the bottom line. You know, it's always been about the purpose and the vision. And once you start losing sight of that, if you if you didn't have one, then all of these things—the fame, the money, the girls, the whatever. It's gonna take you away. It's easy, you know. And especially when you become a public eye, in the public eye, people wanna know what you do exactly. on a daily basis. And it's up to you what you communicate to people. You know, you wanna give them everything, or you just wanna give them what they have to know. That's it. So for me, I've I, it 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 it's not a thing. Honestly, it is really not a thing for me. It's just my biggest thing is that I wanna build the biggest denim brand in in Africa. That It's going to be sold all over
0: around the world. How have you leveraged that? How have I Because another thing is leveraging. A lot of us have the influence and the numbers, but not everyone is making money from it. Not everyone is being able to actually use that and put it into their brands and convert it into sales. It's intention, dude. It's intention. So
1: the biggest thing is also that like now that we're on social media, there's people everywhere. You know, um, if you do a TV interview, get seen by millions of people, um, but how do you convert those people? So if you're not accessible, it makes it a problem. Not everybody is on social media. Mm. People need to come and see a product. With, I deal with a product that you have to feel and touch and wear and feel and try on and see. You know. Um, so it's, it's, it's accessibility that's also really key. Um, visibility is extremely key. I was having a chat with David Lali. He's like, dude, I hope you are, you're getting a store soon. I'm like, I'm going to get a store, but like at the moment, I need to build a brand to a level where I feel, mm. you know, I don't want to be dictated by people who see me and and think this. I have to build it to a level where I feel like, okay, shop, I am ready to take on a shop in Sancton City because I can afford a thousand rand a square meter. Mm. So right now, I'm learning with this place. I'm learning how to deal with overheads. I'm learning how to deal with salaries. I'm learning how to deal with months that we didn't make money. Mm. How do you live? How do you... Pay rent. How do you pay? Salaries? How do you deal with those How months? do you How do you survive with those? How do days? you deal with those months?
0: Because, like, I keep saying this: entrepreneurship is so like fucking romanticized. Yeah. Like we make it look so beautiful and dreamy. I mean, if you had to go on my social media right now, it's you think this guy's beautiful. living his best life, yeah. right? But behind the scenes, there's sleepless nights. Yeah. There is, you know, having to pay suppliers, having to pay into. Employees, you know, having not to take a salary home because you want to make sure the guys nice. at the studio come back. <laughs> dude, right? <laughs> they have to come back next week. Yeah. How have you dealt with the challenges and the difficult times in your business? Um to like I i live by faith, eh? Mm. I that's, live, that's that's powerful. Um
1: and like bad months, dude, like we haven't made money, and then there comes a huge order. Boom. It pays everything, mm. you know, and, and that's how the brand started. I didn't start with capital, I didn't start with a lot of money in my pocket. Did
0: anyone of us start with capital?
1: Uh, some did, dude. Some people lucky do, there, lucky hey? people do start with capital, but like, you know, for me, it was I didn't start with cap- with, with a lot of money. I started with what I had, and, and I had to grow that. And when I grew that, I realized that, okay, shop, I need to expand myself, I need to multiply myself. So I needed to find someone who can handle. The communication side as I go chase, um, but why, how I handle with it? Do like it's, it's 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 over the years we've managed to create a fan base, we've, we've managed to create a client base, we have a customer base as well, and we know there's clients that we service on a monthly basis that make sure we we get paid, and we have two months covered, six months covered. So those are the things that have helped us at the back is like also people picking up the phone. You know, with okay, Shop. I can see mm. month end is, is looking very dry. I need to call people now. You know, so I pick up calls and I pick up the phone and I call people. Aren't you interested in this? Aren't you interested in this? Aren't you interested in this? In a day, there was a month, month end, 829, 20, mm. four months ago, sitting, I'm like, Agunanyugu. the only mm. thing I had was that at time I bought for like a thousand bucks. I don't know why I did that, <laughs> <laughs> but I invested. Then I started going on social media, DM'd everyone who was sending me messages. Within that day, I managed to make 50,000 hmm. from social media people. Were like, okay, shop send an invoice, boom. Send an invoice, boom, send an invoice, boom. People paid. Hmm. So it's me using my resources, also acting fast. You know, seeing it, which, okay, it's gonna get dry. So I need to create some, I need to do something to make sure there's money coming in. Because no one is going to give you money at the end of the day. So that's how I've dealt with it. You know, also I have personal relationships with my clients. Relationships are everything, dude. Like True. They, they are every, Network is everything, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you can have money today and tomorrow you're broke. But when you have the right people on your network, I'm mm-hmm. boy. Like, mm-hmm. like, trust me, you know. And, and that has worked for me for a very long time. And I'm sincere with people. You know, sometimes, you know, as people will make mistakes... But like, it's also like people know who I am, what I represent, I represent one thing all the time. I don't have 10 different voices. I am one thing, I make jeans, and that's all I do for a living. And that has kind of opened doors for me in in places that I'd never imagined.
0: How how important is it for Africans um, and just creatives, or let me just say, African industrialists to... um, to to exist you know like what what role do you see people like you playing hey man I feel like people like us play a very 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 important
1: role in the society dude like me having to create eight jobs it's a very 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 important um, role that I'm playing in the society if the brand didn't exist these guys would probably be out there stranded on not, not having money or you know doing things that they don't wanna do. Mm. So it's really important for us to create industries um, cause the pie is huge. There's 58 million people mm. in South Africa. There's always someone looking for something. Mm. There's always someone looking for something that you have. And that's one thing that I've learned. And um, also we're living in a country where leadership, our leaders, especially from a political side, is we don't know where they stand. We don't know what they're fighting for. We don't know what... There's no strong vision for me Mm. personally, you know. And as as a private sector, I would like to... I'd call myself a private sector. As a private sector, that's our role to play. We are government, basically. The government Mm. won't create these things. True. The government won't go out there and say, hey, we need a denim factory. They won't do that. So we need to kind of start all these things and then they'll see if they see they see it if they don't it's okay you know but we need to be the change in this country cuz our country is is in shambles dude it's in shambles and and if we need to exist people like us need to exist people need to start creating more things and eventually as we're going to get to a point where we are strong rome wasn't built in 7 days i think that's what people say mm. and and even our country isn't going to be built in 7 days but we need we need guys like ourselves who wanna just service a small portion of people and to grow this community that we're living in to to also add up um, on the economy and eventually, like you never know, we're probably gonna become one of the biggest industries in
0: in the world. You know, Teppo, mm. it's been an awesome chat. Thank you for doing this, bro. It's been really interesting hosting you really it's, is it it's, done it's been great yeah we're done bro oh wow that's so done. quick bro. You're
1: done. i wanted to send shout out <laughs> <God>. <laughs> you can definitely send
0: shout out to your mom <laughs> your, your grandma <laughs> but yeah man thank you so much for the insight um thanks i'm me, bro. really like i think you know this very well i mean we were so close. We still are close, but like I mean, physically close. We were always together. Me, like, <laughs> yeah. nee, you, Skinny, Spoo, you know, Elliot, and and we were having the time of our lives. Now you was know, dangerous when we started off. Yeah. We were just I don't know what we were doing, yeah. but we were doing it. As we separated, <laughs> you know, everyone sort of got into their corner and started building, you know, yeah. and started being purposeful. Yeah, and it's beautiful to watch. You
1: know what's the most beautiful thing, <laughs> dude? It's if Joe can do it, I can do it. Yeah. You know, it's like, Joe. Yeah. I hey, never know. Hey, hey. There's a healthy competition. There's right? a healthy competition. Mm. With, yo, 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 Joe is <laughs> hey, he's killing you. I don't know what Joe is going through, but Joe is killing it, you know? And it, 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 it's, it's a thing for me also. It's one of the most beautiful things that to ever watch you guys grow. Mm. It's, it's amazing. I can't see my growth, honestly. And that's the thing.
0: <laughs> I can't see my growth either. Yeah but like it's there it's there it's, it's beautiful there. It's, it's beautiful to watch thank you when i'm out